All right, Franny, before we really dive into it, I got a question for you. And uh-huh. I know we're not I, I'm not basketball oriented. I don't think you really are. I oh, I wouldn't are. say you're I would say you're not sports oriented. I, I know a little more about football than I do basketball. Like I think I feel a little more comfortable there, but like cowboys related only. Um, uh I wouldn't say I'm that comparable to fucking basketball either. I'm not I know bits and pieces i'm not great at it but okay so so with our limited knowledge who would you say is the goat or why or why not Michael jordan they really sucked his dick in this film when matt david when matt damon gave that speech why is michael the best ever i mean they really didn't i mean i i'm sure that speech was made for the movie but back then he wasn't really like they they weren't really like betting it all on him. They just looked at him as another really good player. So wait, so you think the film kind of like uh um not memorialized what was the phrase? They fudged history? Yes. Uh I think so, especially when it came to that speech. I don't think he gave that speech, but like the fact that Matt Damon's character, Sonny was like, dude, I see something in this kid I've seen nowhere else. Oh, that I believe. The way that that players have talked about Sonny Vaccaro, Uh I mean, it sounds believable. He would make every player seem like that they're going to be the best thing ever to grace a basketball court. Mm -hmm. But so what to you then makes Michael Jordan the best ever? What makes him the GOAT? What makes him the Tom Brady of the NBA? He's a winner. And I know, like, well, duh, he's a winner. But no, like, he was the type of guy who was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to win. Have you heard the stories of Michael Jordan as, at, like... Also, uh, I mean, one of the big things about winners is that they want the ball in the last minute. You find out real fucking quick who is scared and who is not. Like, the guys who want the ball in the last minute are something else. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so as far as Michael Jordan's concerned, uh, I'll give you that competitiveness. From what I understand it, one thing that people loved about Kobe was his competitiveness. Uh, again, yeah. I, want, I want to be very clear. I'm not the best basketball-oriented person, but I've seen a few documentaries. And one of the things that people looked about Kobe was they said he would he would work out three times a day. He would get a workout in at five at like four thirty in the morning, shower, then go to the practice facility for eight a.m. workout with the team, lunch, and then afternoon workout with the team. Like that's how insane Kobe Bryant was. Yeah. Um, the competitiveness, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, again, so do you think though Michael could compete with today's basketball players? Because yeah, if he had the facilities, like if he was born in today's generation and he had the facilities, like that's what people forget is that basketball players today are pampered as shit, and they bitch and moan more than anybody else. They complain we have a long schedule. You also have the best rehab facilities ever. You can come back from an injury in almost no time whatsoever. Like, 
They bitch and moan for a lot. But like, okay, so Michael Jordan, one of the things that they tout about him was the fact that he was he was a super athlete before they had super athletes. He was a genetic freak. He, they, what was the joke? He could fly, right? Like he was Superman. Not genetic fly. freak, but he was definitely an unseen talent. What do you mean? Uh, because back then, I mean, you have to think about it like this. Back then, basketball players had like athletes back then had jobs on the side, like in the seventies and the and even the early eighties, like. Michael Jordan was an athlete. Like, he was one of the first generation of, like, I'm an athlete first. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you think he... Because players... And it it goes to reason. Players growing up watched Jordan and were like, okay, I need to copy what this guy does. So they started, you know, learning how to do three-pointers. They started learning how do you fly? How do you make those long jumps? How do you play as Jordan does? And not as aggressively, obviously. Like, maybe not as competitive, but how do you do the physicality of him? So, and it's the same argument, I guess, that, like, I would spout at Brady. Could Brady survive the 70s, but could players from the 70s survive today? Like, there's, there's a two different tandems there. One, you can argue they're more physical, but on the other side, they're slower versus speed. Um would Michael have been such a standout today as he was back then, or would he have just been another super athlete? I mean, it's it's really just tough to say. Taking 1990s Michael and throwing him today's game, I think he can easily average 40 points a game, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Most you- games go into the 90s. Do you think he'd be more injury-prone, though, considering how much faster they are today than they were back then? I don't know, dude. Today's game is really pussified. If you look at the the games that Michael had to play, he literally had to make himself stronger because the Detroit Pistons were literally beating the fuck out of him on the court. Mm-hmm. What, my, what was that? The Pistons dominated, but then when Michael came up, he had to go through them to win the championship. Am I right? They were the bad boy Pistons. They were the Oakland Raiders of basketball. They but, would fuck you up. But did they win any rings? Or did Jordan they won two them? rings. So they won two rings. Jordan yeah, comes be, up. They won two rings back to back. They won in 1989 and 1990. After that, Jordan won. And then we had the three-peat. Yeah. And then he retired and had another three-peat. Do you think, uh, is there any truth to the rumor that it was a suspension, a secret suspension? No, I think that's horseshit. I agree. I don't, I don't believe that either. Um, but no, dude, I don't know. I, I wonder a lot if, like, if you take Prime Jordan and put him in today's game, I really do wonder if he would be, like, any other player I mean, no. he, I'm sure he'd be a standout, but like it's all he... about the mentality, man. Because there's guys on in the NBA that have all the talent in the world, but they're so fine with being mediocre. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Expand on that. Like they're just fine with being on the team. They don't like, want to be the best. Like for them, getting to the NBA was enough. Yeah. 
Have you heard of these like NBA the recent players? I know there was one with the Grizzlies, and th- there's a few other ones. John Morant, yeah, he's a fucking moron. Is he the one that mouthed off? Spoon up his ass. Is he the one adopted? He was adopted by a white family. Didn't grow up anywhere near a fucking ghetto, and now he's fucking popping off and showing a gun on Instagram Live twice. Was he the guy that got into it with Shannon Sharp? No. Oh, that different guy. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe. Shannon Sharp runs rubs a lot of people the wrong way. What's called? Cool. Yeah, I still I like to watch them skip Bayless. I think they're they're kind of fun to me. Yep. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Well, even then, like I give Shannon Sharp credit because he's a former athlete and not just any scrub athlete. Like he was a he's definitely one of the top tight ends ever to play in the NFL. But the the Ravens, right? Uh, the Broncos and then the Ravens. Oh, that's right. He was with the Broncos during the Elway run, and then he was with the Ravens when they won with Ray Lewis and that. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about sports for a second. Um, okay. In that in that documentary, they mentioned how they jumped quarterbacks from I can't remember what's his face to someone else. I can't remember the name. But Wait, what? Do you remember? Okay, the, the Ravens. Same- yeah, the oh, yeah, they, they fucking put Trent Dilfer in. Trent Dilfer is a game manager. But, like, they went from Trent Dilfer to a different quarterback, right, that same season? I, I have no idea. You know, I, I really I, can't remember. Because I remember the documentary. They won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, but then the following season they swapped him out with a different quarterback. And everyone said if they had just kept Trent – they probably could have won another Super Bowl. Do you think that's probably. accurate? Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a game manager in Trent Dilfer, a guy who knows your offense and is going to get the ball to where it needs to be and not fuck it up. Um, I'd but put him in enough? the same category as Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler, when he was with the the Broncos, he was great. Like, he was fucking slinging the ball, getting it everywhere it needed to be, and killing it. And then when they sent him to Houston, he sucked dick. He sucked herpes-infested dick. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, those are case studies, right? Just to show, like, the, the, the right staff around the right guy can do wonders, but... More importantly, the wrong staff around the around the guy will destroy his career. Well, it's all about finding the guy's strengths and weaknesses. Like Brady, Brady is a guy I would say that likes control. He likes precision, and he likes having a good chemistry with his players. Like he would have his wide receivers go with him. To, to like California, to I think like anywhere secluded, uh, to work out during the off season, mm-hmm. and like he would work out with them. Like he's like, I need you to be precise. Like I can't just have you out there expecting to fucking to to expect to get the ball. Like if you're not putting in the work, like don't fucking come over here. Brady, do you think he regrets like that last season or not? What last season? The one with the Bucks? 
Yeah, like no, the, la- the I mean, like, fuck no, dude, he's a gambler. He's always he, gonna bet on himself. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. I guess. Yeah, I mean, why would he regret it? I mean, he's gonna bet on himself. He's gonna hope for the best and just, yeah, just bet on himself. See if he can win it. All right, here's another one for you. What do you think? So I watched that thirty for thirty recommended me on Sunny. Um, and it made a point that he was involved in the, I think it was O'Brien or O'Brandon versus O'Bannon. The O'Bannon, thank you. The O'Bannon versus NCAA lawsuit. Pretty much the case that killed the NCAA football game, the basketball game, and all that. Yeah, no, he was involved in that case where pretty much saying that athletes can be paid by the colleges. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Also, I got something funny for you, but I'll tell you that later. I mean, it's true. Like, the NCAA is fucking corrupt. They pick and choose when they can make money. And meanwhile, like, I mean, there are stories. Like, I remember hearing Arian Foster's story about him going to Tennessee. And he didn't have 20 bucks in his name. And this was after, like, uh, like uh, signing autographs. Yeah. And he didn't have fucking 20 bucks to his name. And like he told the coach, like, hey, like, either you help me out, like, give me a little bit of money so I can get some food, or I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. I remember hearing stories about players. Um, there was one, I can't remember who it was. I know it was a football player, though. I think it was in Miami. No. And you think it's fair that the university makes tons of money off of NFL players. I mean, not NFL players. NCAA athletes. Oh, me? Fuck no, dude. I was wanting them to pay their athletes for a while. I was like, on people the side say, of the students. People say, oh, they get an education. No, they don't. They get hardly an education. They get to, they get to learn Swahili. Like, for and the that... most part, they're hardly in class. Yeah. Well, um... I remember, uh, well, from what I've heard, this might harm the NFL too, because apparently there's some quarterback, I think, who just uh, designated himself as like a third-year senior because he's getting paid more. He knows he'll get paid more by the college than he would if he went to the NFL. He's not good enough to be a standout in the NFL, but he's more than enough to be a standout in college. I'm, so well, I mean, that says it. Like he, he's not good enough to be in the NFL, so let him get his money. There's plenty of guys who are considered good enough to be in the NFL, and they fucking wash out. I think. Remind me, uh, an NFL contract for a rookie is like what three mil a year? I, just, I mean, it really depends on the on what round you get drafted. I mean, I think most first round picks get like twenty mil. One draft pick salary. Let me see. And then, like, you take out taxes. 41 mil. How much? 41. Uh Oh. God damn. Yeah, but then you have to take out taxes. You have to take out what they pay their agent, what they pay in taxes, not only in the state that they play in, but the states that they play in elsewhere, like away games and shit. Jesus like, if you're not smart with your money, you get fucking broke real quick. Oh, uh, wait, this makes sense. So it was 41 mil for the entire first round. Dallas Bryce is expected to make uh, 5 million over the course of three years. 
And that's worse in the NBA because in the NBA, you also have to pay taxes in the cities that you play in. Christ. Uh, well, Chema, we, we've been talking a lot of sports ball. We might have a new show on our hands. Ew. Christ. Sorry, uh, I had to. All I'm sorry right. I like to watch hot, sweaty men at the peak of their athleticism, Chema. Sweetie, meat, uh, meaty men. Actually, Chema likes the huh? hot, sweaty like the... men. Do I? No, Chema actually uh, watches wrestling. I wasn't aware sometimes. of this. Do I like them? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Be like, uh, wow. Chema, really? Tell, like, tell, me more, like... tell me more things I don't know about myself. I'm learning so much, man. <laughs> no, uh, um, no, Chema actually watches I'll... wrestling. Sometimes. I watch wrestling every, every once in a while, but I'm not caught up on like storylines. Like the last time... Oh God! What's the last story that I watched? Oscar, I remember uh, you mentioned that, and I was proud of you. I watched that. Uh, I watched one. I, I, I like the man. The man is cool. I like her. Uh, I always forget her name, but I think she's a man. Yeah, I like her. I think she was cool. I thought it was really random. Ronda Rousey got into the WWE because uh, I think she's a good fighter. I don't think she's a good show. Woman, he was always a WWE fan growing up, yeah. But she kind of like showed up and just like as WWE fans, yeah. But I, I think she lacked like the spunk or the energy, like she kind of showed up and just like pointed at shit. Uh, I don't know if she got better, maybe. Uh, I stopped watching. She's not a ring um, general, but she can, she's had some good matches, but she's not a ring general, she can't call the match, yeah. Uh, Charlotte always carries her to a good match, but let's talk about another yeah. fake sport. Let's talk about the NBA, oh, yeah, super fake sport. Bernie, hit the intro. Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast. And today we are reviewing the Amazon Prime-funded movie, Air. I'm Fernando. I'm Chema. I'm Eddie. And Chema, what's the synopsis, my good man? Air, some icons are meant to fly. Discover the game-changing partnership between the, the, a, then in, a, a then undiscovered Michael Jordan and next fledging basketball division, which re- revolutionized re- revolutionized the world of sports and culture with the Air Jordan brand. So I'm, I'm going to try to get through this review better than I try to get through that sentence. So, um, yeah. So Air uh, came out a few months ago, but I think it finally came out on streaming it, it was originally supposed to come out directly to streaming, but they, they trusted in the movie and they ended up uh, releasing it in theaters. I really like this movie. Uh, it's a new Ben Affleck uh, directed movie, which I think all his directed movies have been good. I, I don't, I, I haven't seen one that I haven't liked. Uh, this is good. The core cast is good. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, uh, Marlon Wayans is even in it. Uh, it's a good cast. It's a good story. Uh, I like, uh, I like, uh, it's like, a it's kind of like the social network of shoes, I think. And I watched this movie wearing my own pair of Jordans. So it, it only made sense to like bring them up while we're doing the review. So, um, yeah, have them, have them close. So, uh, I really like this movie, but I watched it in theaters when it came out. Uh, I think y'all barely watched it now that it came out on streaming. Uh, I think it's the dad movie of the year. <laughs> um, I mean, if you can afford Amazon Prime, you can afford a theater. I, I'm not saying that. But uh, <laughs> uh, what I am saying is, I think this is the dad movie of the year. Like, I feel like the movie is kind of tailor made to be watched on a plane. Uh, oh, or it's like a great watch... uh, fucking uh, airplane movie. 
Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like the perfect run time. Like it doesn't feel long and it, it just keeps you engaged throughout the whole movie. Definitely. What do y'all think of the movie? Uh, I liked it. Um, I mean, it's definitely a fucking puff piece for Nike. Like, look how hard we had it. Look, <laughs> look how hard <laughs> we got lucky with Michael. Which, in reality, they did. They did get lucky with Michael because at the time, Adidas and Converse were kicking the shit out of Nike when it came to basketball. But, like, I mean, it's a puff piece for for Nike. <laughs> Well, because they specifically highlighted the basketball portion of it, where it's like, oh, man, we only have 17% of market share compared to the other two big guys. I'm like, for basketball shoes, what was your market share total? Because I'm pretty fucking sure you're a billion-dollar company. You were taking it to Adidas and Converse. I'm just fucking throwing that out there. At the time? At the time. At the time. No. At the time, they were a running shoe company. No, but I'm saying like in total, like if you can, their market share, not in basketball shoes, but overall shoes, I'm pretty sure they were more competitive. They're the number one running shoe. Come on. I don't think they were, dude, because at the time it was all Adidas. It was all style. Nike market share. Y'all talk amongst yourselves. The movie told us that, Eddie. Like, I I, 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 I think about shoes. In basketball shoes. Like in the same way how it's like, oh, they're making them look like the underdogs. It's like, if you squint really hard, maybe they're sort of the underdog kind, sort of, but not really. But the anyway. movie just told us that, man. Like they showed us the stats. They showed us they're like the real life scenes. I'm agreeing like, with Fernie. That's a puff piece. That's it it. it. it is a puff piece, but it's also like the story is. But true, it's a man. good puff piece. <laughs> yeah, dude, they it's were not like worth the FIFA movie that they made, where they were literally just sucking their own dick the entire oh, time. Oh, that movie sucked. United Passions <laughs> fucking sucked ass. They they dragged poor Sam Neil into it. And who was the main guy? Was it Tim Roth? I think so, but that movie yeah. just they were just sucking their own dick the whole time. Oh god, you just reminded me of something fucking hilarious. The part where Sonny's <laughs> talking to the agent is like uh Adolf, right? That was his name? Adolf? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes by Addy. <laughs> his name is literally Adolf. <laughs> There's a fucking picture of him in a in a youth in a Nazi youth uniform. I believe you though. I believe you. Yeah, because yeah, wasn't Adidas like didn't they supply the Nazis? Yes, by choice, they, but they were funded by Nazis also. You gotta love how like Adidas is trying to scrub that from the culture. Like, like, yeah. like the favorite soda, Fanta. Fanta was oh. also funded by Nazis? Yeah. Uh they oh. couldn't get Coke syrup out there, so they created a new flavor. Mexican Fanta. Amazing. Which is funny because it's always associated with Mexicans, but it's a fucking German drink. We can adopt it. It's like it's like um what's it called? The that fucking accordion. We adopted that too. Yeah. That Germans. wasn't ours? No. We made it popular. No, Mexican it's, it's... music with the accordion is polka. It's true. <laughs> I did not know that. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little moments in this movie that I feel like uh really bring up the 80s in a 
I think more than realistic way because we've had a lot of like eighties inspired media like Stranger Things and uh, a lot of movies that have taken up that that, that mantle. They want to like keep it really eighties. Something about this movie feels like it was made almost in the eighties. The pacing, the dialogue, the way that they talk, the transitions. There's a scene where Matt Damon goes to a 7-Eleven and buys a Slurpee. And it's like the old, gushy, like super, super, like, uh, I don't know, syrupy. Like, it was so gooey and so gross. But I remember when they used to be like that. Like, I I, I don't don't know if you all, like, got to see those. But Jesus, it looked like, it doesn't look like that now. Now it looks like more more ice than, than syrup. But that one looked gross exactly how i how i remember it looking um or just like when 7-eleven was a decent place to get food <laughs> hey the pizza slices are pretty okay They're if you bad. like shit <laughs> no i'll admit it i'll admit it. there's a 7-eleven like across the street from where i work and i was like, i'll go there every once in a while and yeah the pizza slices suck like i'll say that i, I said mean, they're I edible say, i didn't say they were good it's hard to fuck up pizza <laughs> it's really hard to fuck up. The, the, you, you, you know that that line that there's no there's no bad sex or bad pizza. Uh, Seven Eleven pizza like gets pretty close. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, oh man! So speaking of someone sucking someone's dick, did y'all? Did anyone else feel like they were really sucking off Michael during this movie? Yeah, absolutely. But, well, I mean, they were trying to buy him. Yeah, but like God, they that speech. Yo, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the, no. Let's let's talk about the speech. Fuck, fuck it. Like, like we, we might as well. Uh, people are gonna watch that and be like inspired and feel things. I was creeped the fuck. If I was nineteen and I heard a grown man telling me that, I would be like, "Mom, let's get out of here." Look, see, I was telling Eddie, there's a very high chance that that speech is fake or oh, absolutely. Up. Yeah, like, absolutely. don't get me wrong. Like, you watch the 30 for 30 about Sonny Vaccaro. There is a good chance, like, he was, like, hyping Michael up, like, a lot. And he he was very good friends with Michael Jordan, even when he got fired uh, by Nike. But, like, that this speech did not fucking happen the way it did. I mean, I get it. It's cinematic. You know, it's supposed to be like, like it works in the context of the movie. Maybe your dad dies by some random yeah. gambling thing. What? <laughs> that's that's specifically, yeah. That's specific, man. <laughs> it was like, yeah, and the, and the intercuts to like the, the, the real life footage. Like, like I was, I was waiting for Matt Damon to be like, to be like maybe you retire. Maybe you gain your confidence back by play, by by, by playing one more match with baseball. the Looney Tunes, you know. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe you, maybe you you play a match with the Looney Tunes and you realize that of your potential and you come back to playing. Like I will, I, I swear he was gonna say some shit like that. Like it was so close, um, but like I get it. You know, it's it's supposed to be like this big, wild, sweeping awards moment. It's kind of like uh, the ending to. Uh, the trial of the Chicago seven, like obviously it didn't happen like that, but yeah, it works in the context of the movie, I guess. Uh, I'm still telling myself it's a dad movie. So like, that's watch that and be like, yeah, that's fucking good. Like that's for that's me, good, man. My favorite scene in the movie is his exchange with the agent. Which, Which one? one? The one where like, they're dropping all the fucking F bombs in the world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, like that was, that, for that me exact, was my favorite scene. 
when I when I take a while to log in and I come in to like see both of you talking, that's how I imagine the conversation is. Like that's <laughs> that's what I picture is happening when, when I'm not here. Like shit, who's Matt Damon? And who's the Asian? It doesn't matter. Like it's <laughs> it goes uh, back and forth depending uh, on the topic. Like that was just such a good scene where like you could tell the agent was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you for making me look like an idiot." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. Uh, oh, y'all want to hear a not so fun fact? Oh Please. god, it's not that bad. So you know how uh, Sonny is able to get a hold of Michael. Through George Ravelin, uh the guy that's played by Marlon Wayans. They had they had yeah. one scene together having dinner. Yeah. Uh not so fun fact. Turns out they're no longer friends. Uh, yeah, George Ravelin is the one from the 30 for 30, right? Yeah, yeah, same dude. Best man at the wedding. He actually was his best man. They yeah. leave out the part though, where uh so Sonny, Fernie, I don't know, you remember 30 yeah, for 30 I've, better than me. I've seen it. Um I but he so so Sonny. So Sonny was smart because he got to know the players when they were younger, not just in high school. Like there was a joke in the in the documentary where it said he knew the best sixth grade basketball player. That's how in tune he was with basketball, knowing that these kids wanted to come up and make something of themselves. Because for most of these kids, you either yeah, what's the old what's the old adage? You either sell drugs or you can throw a ball or catch a ball or something like that. So like, he was very – they would knock him because they said, like, oh, he influences where the kids go to school uh, because of, like, his shoes. But it's like he never tell – he never told a kid, like, hey, you should go to – you should go to uh, North Carolina because you're going to get so-and-so, like, gear from Adidas or you're going to get this gear from Nike. Like, he never told the kids that. Like, he would just give them – shoes and yeah. at one point the guy who plays mar uh the guy who marlon wayans played asked him to get a kid to go to the school that he was at Two and brothers. he told him i can't do that i've never done that and you're asking me to do something that people have already said that i've been doing mm -hmm. and to this day i don't think they're friends so just because of that yeah yeah. He oh, never shit. forgave him for that. He, he never at, forgave Sonny for that. He looked as a personal betrayal. So much so that when um, when not athletes, when coaches and big sponsors were like, Sonny's the devil, he's, he's, you know, recruiting these kids or whatever, he helped to spearhead it. He actually joined Nike, I believe, after Sonny left as like a backstabbing move to try and like help them. Yeah. Uh, recruit more uh, college players or more college to NBA players. Um, so, yeah. And also that big push of like, you shouldn't pay college athletes. He, George was a part of big part of that too. And it's crazy because in the documentary, they're interviewing all these coaches and they're all like, no, playing these players is a bad thing. But then they immediately come out and, and say back like, well, yeah, we're getting paid because we're the coaches. We should get paid, you know. And then you see their salaries of like a million dollars, 1.2 million, 1.5 million, NCAA raking in, I think, a billion dollars for March Madness in 2011. But the athletes, fuck them and let them starve, right? We're out of topic. Now, um, which, which 30 for 30 is this? Because I am uh, at... Soul Man. Soul Man. Okay. S O L E, though. Yeah, I think it's on season two. 
Okay. I found it on YouTube Cause... for a dollar. Oh, if you have yeah, Hulu, it's on there. Really? Yeah. You know, I can't find a bunch of the 30 for 30s on Hulu. I mean, uh, yeah, because I have a, I, I'm, I'm watching it right now. I'm, I'm, I don't see that one specific. I see a ton, but I don't see that one. I'm, I'm not sure if it's spelled S O L E or S O U L. No, S O L E. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, Soul Man. But yeah, I typed in Soul Man under Hulu, and it didn't pop up. I had to go to Thirty for Thirty and look through the season two. All right, I'll just look it up. So, right, um, so we're doing this movie. Um. Matt Damon's character, Sonny, has an epiphany. He wants to go only after Michael. Essentially a suicide mission, given the bigger competition and the lack of, of support from management. But he proceeds and we get this great scene, I think, uh, with Matt Damon, Sonny, and Viola Davis as Dolores Jordan, which, I don't know about you, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when he goes to have lunch with her? Like, when she's in the car? I love that scene when and he shows up there and the husband is uh is just working on this car and she kind of she kind of tells uh Sonny like okay let's talk in the back and Michael Jordan's dad just just, just goes like okay how if you need anything and she just goes like yeah sure whatever like it's so clear <laughs> who's in control there uh and that man's knew his place like it's it was a, <laughs> it was a good scene um yeah uh by all Davis has like no end of good scenes in this movie which specific, which works out specifically because uh, I know this is like a very well known fact, but uh, so uh, Ben Affleck met up with Michael Jordan before they started doing the movie, and he goes like, "Okay, this is the plan. This is a screenplay. We want to get your blessing on it, and if you have any comments or anything, uh, so we can work on it." And Jordan specifically said like, "All right, uh, I really want." Uh, so the uh, the Marlon Wayans character, he said uh, he needs to be like a part of the story because he was he was like instrumental in the in the in the whole process uh chris tucker's character i forgot his name uh howard white he said he was he said he was a personal friend of my family for like a long time after that he needs to like if if he's there his role needs to be enlarged like he needs to be there further um uh he's requested to like not if he's gonna be in the movie he said i really don't want it to be like the main thing like everything else needs to be important and he said, and last but not least, Viola Davis needs to play my mom. Like that's like my really? my only like not demand, but like please make it happen. And, <laughs> and they did, which uh, which I think it was a great was a great choice because she kind of she kind of murders every every character that she plays. She she's great. Um, Fernie will come in and be like, "Fences sucked" in a second, but uh, wait, um, what? Viola <laughs> Davis. Then I said, Viola Davis is great. And I said, Fernie's going to come in in a second and be like, well, Fences sucked. And then, you know, we'll continue from there. She's uh, a good character. The movie itself, I just think, is stupid. <laughs> uh, question. I, I don't know. There's something that I liked about this. Uh, not a question, but just something to say. I love the fact that even though Michael Jordan is a globally, at the time, granted, not, not globally recognized, but he was a world-class athlete one of the top draft picks to go to this major sports franchise. He's being mm-hmm. offered hundreds of thousands of dollars, soon to be millions of dollars, his own shoe line, his own shoe brand, at least endorsement. And yet still his mama tells him to do something and he fucking does it. That's I love that. That's how it, that's how it be that. sometimes. 
I, I, I don't know. There's something there's something I, I like about that. Like, Ma, I won an NCAA championship. I don't care. You're going to that meeting or else. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my mom would do the same. Like, it's not. <laughs> I assume yeah. I, I assume in front of your mom would do the same and you'd listen. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, um, mom, what are you talking about? Diaz offering me one point five million. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> and they gave me the red Mercedes. <laughs> but, but one of the things that they do get right is that I I'm pretty sure it was the mom. The mom wanted stock, op- not stock options, a per, uh, revenue percentage. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Very and, smart. Yeah. And fun fact, Michael Jordan passed that on to Charles Barkley when Charles Barkley signed with Nike. Like his own? Oh, his he own told percentage? Because he told oh. him, like, hey, man, you're making like $3 million. Tell him to give you half that and the other half in revenue percentage. I didn't I didn't know Charles Barkley had a shoe line. So. Yeah, back then he did with Nike. He yeah. still makes money from Nike to this day. Oh, man, yeah. he had the, old, the ones, that uh, the Velcro ones. Oh my god! I think I actually had a pair of uh, Charles Barkleys. That had shoes very similar. Wow! Actually, but, uh, but yeah, like he passed that on to Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley ended up making a fucking killing from it too. <laughs> so Dude, Bar- they're put. These got polka dots in them. Shit. <laughs> hey, you got, hey, you got to differentiate somehow. It's funny. They look I- like they look like the kind of shoes you would wear at like uh at like one of those like trampoline places, like. Oh fuck you! Right? <laughs> I mean, they're they look cool, but I don't know. They feel like very like spike kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Um, they also include another a true fact also that uh, Nike. Th- there were those rules as far as shoes are concerned. There are still some rules in the NBA as far as shoes are. I concerned. I want to say that's where they got it wrong though, because if I'm correct, weren't the first version of Jordan ones black more black black and red instead of white black and red no those are the first versions there were some white on them there there's there's i see it's weird because when i look up air uh air jordan ones two designs come up and it you're right it's the all black and red and then the yeah. black white and red i, I want to see have the them black... for like away games and shit no i want to see the black ones were just outright banned and then the other ones he had to pay a fine for. Well, Nike paid that fine. Nike that, that's a yeah. true fact. Yeah. Oh, you just you just reminded me of something. Um, I love that scene when they're they're explaining that. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a fine, but we're gonna cover it. And I like how Ben Affleck, who uh, we He's haven't like, mentioned, what? but but he plays Phil Knight, that he he just goes like, "What are we doing?" Like, we're which fine? Which we have to talk about this. I think Phil Knight is one of the most interesting like businessmen like ever. Like uh, I read a good chunk of his book. It's called Shoe Dog, and I think he's I think he's like a a very interesting fellow. And uh, so he's played in the movie by Ben Affleck, which I knew Ben Affleck was going to be in the movie. I didn't know he was going to play Phil Knight, and he plays him as this like a very philosophical, very methodical. Like he has an answer for hippie. everything. He like plays him as yeah, a hippie. He plays him as a hippie. Yeah, which he was like that. But when you're, I don't know, maybe because I was reading it from his perspective, but. He, but uh, now I see that seeing that from the perspective of others, yeah, he looked kind of torky in like a funny way. Like, yeah, I, th- I think he was a good leader. 
and 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 stuff. But it's it's just funny how like he comes off almost as as like the as like the the comedic character or the comedic performance. But yeah, no, that's how Phil Knight just was. Uh, it was pretty funny. Not not gonna lie, pretty pretty good. Uh, I, I really I really like Ben Affleck in, in this movie. Like he was. Uh, there's a scene where he goes running at night, and he's wearing like this like jacket and leg warmers and like super like uh like a thick jacket but very thin like thighs. And then he's walk. He comes walking in, and he's he's body. He, he's built like like grew from Despicable Me, like big chest, really 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 thin legs. And I don't know. He looked kind of fun. Maybe it was the eighties look or something. But really fun, really really fun performance from Affleck. Um, not as bad as Phantoms, yo, but still a pretty good performance. Um, and from there we get. This really smart, like for instance, negotiation from from uh, from David? Michael's mother as far as like stock oh. options or whatnot. Oh, another great scene was when they were planning how the meeting was going to go. And I could imagine that. Like they were that precise to the detail as far as what to talk about, how to talk about and all this other stuff. That's real. Like I believe that 100%. I really like uh, how we got those scenes and I, I really like the scene where uh uh Sonny's telling uh Dolores how uh oh you're gonna go to the Adidas meeting this is what they're gonna say did you gotta go to the conference meeting this is what they're gonna say like he predicts what's gonna happen and he tells her directly like it's not gonna work because they have their priorities wrong and we are only gonna prioritize like your son and no and nothing else like that's yeah, gonna be the main focus I will give yeah. him I will give the movie this they are correct in that I mean, at the time, Nike was the first of its kind that did that, that personalized the shoe for the athlete, as opposed to just being like, this athlete wears our stuff. Yeah. Which, uh, you, you gotta admit, it's a gamble. And the movie really makes you feel like it's a gamble, because everyone in the world is telling him, like, don't do this. Like, it's a bad idea, you know? And uh, and it will go bad, and 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 you know we're already putting ourselves at risk. Like, I like how the movie just kept pushing that narrative because it made you, it made me root for for Damon, which is weird because like I know what I know what the story is, I know what's gonna happen, and I felt nervous when they were going into that meeting. Like, even how they kept like teasing the shoe, like they kept teasing it over and over. I know what it looks like, and I was excited to see what it looked like. You know. Um, it was fun. Like it was a it was a great reveal when it, when it finally happens. No, and then the guy that uh that does like the 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 design for the shoe, he's ultimately the one that did the the, the jump man symbol. Oh yeah, oh yeah, too. Um, yeah, I, I like how they were able to like include that. They they had like this ongoing thing where like. They don't know if he created the name or if the agent created the name, like the the Air Jordan name. Uh, did they ever decide on on who who named it first or not? I don't think I they don't ever mention it past the part where like the agent's like, "And you're welcome for giving you the name." He's like, "What? We developed the name Air Jordan." Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, I don't think they ever like discussed it past that. I mean, just the crazy part is like knowing. Like watching the movie and then like thinking like, oh man, Sonny Vaccaro must have stayed at Nike forever. And then come to find out he gets fired in 91. 
And they don't, re- he says, like, they don't really even give him a reason why. He's just equates it to being like, he felt like he was the gunman that, uh, that was hired in the Wild Wild West to knock out all the, the bad guys. And then when they were, when he was done with that, they didn't need him anymore. It's, it's a business. And then he goes on to work for Adidas. Oh, that's gross. But he lost Kobe Bryant, right? That's the one that he lost. Well, yeah, after he left. Oh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, he he stole Kobe Bryant from Nike. He stole Tracy McGrady from Nike. But wasn't he on the verge of sending Kobe to, to Adidas? Oh, no, it was LeBron that broke him. He was yeah. on the verge of sending LeBron to Adidas, but, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't agree to the money, even though he even said himself like they could have. And from the numbers that they present in the documentary, like yeah, dude, like get LeBron James, but they didn't, and it fucking cost them. Yeah, and I mean, he, yeah, he he leaves Adidas after that. I think he worked for Reebok for a little bit. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the Adidas one, the fact, like, he got Kobe Bryant from Nike before Kobe Bryant ultimately went to Nike is just insane. No. Um, but, yeah, so this movie, it, it ends with uh, them. Matt Damon's character has an epiphany, has just a moment of, like, he's going to get everyone in this room fired. Like, because he failed. He thought he failed. Yeah. He ends up getting Jordan. They need the stock options. Matt, uh, Ben Affleck kind of ends on slightly a funny note uh, where he's like, we're setting a dangerous precedent for the players to get a larger percentage of the revenue, but fine, whatever. Um, and then he says to himself, what's the most it'll be? Like $3 million a year? Like, he's not going to get that much money off us. Flash forward, his first year, they made $162 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And counting, I oh, know. And those first Jordan, I helped. <laughs> apparently, sucked dick. What like, do you mean? When it came to playing basketball on him, really? He meant I saw the. the you'll see the the last dance. Yeah, he played yeah. like it was like an a, not an anniversary game, but it was like a big game for him, where like he broke a record and he's like, "I'm gonna do it in Jordan ones," and like his feet were bleeding. It was the it was the game when he returned after he left to play baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and and he was bleeding and and he he outright said like, I don't know how. Suck. No, he, he 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 said like I don't know how I used to do this, like with this. I don't I don't know. But then they evolved. You know, they became eventually more comfortable. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never played basketball wearing Jordans but then again uh I don't know when I was a kid and I first saw uh Rocky like the first Rocky and I remember see I remember I saw Rocky like training in Converse and I went I I've worn Converse Converse are not comfortable to like are you insane exercise shit uh they they don't seem like to play basketball and to run like Converse really like Converse are comfy but to like but especially for a jog and Converse hell no no does not look comfortable at all. I mean, I, I have a friend who uh, she lifts weights like professionally. I, I forgot the name of it, but she like lifts weights, and she said like Converse are like the best, the best shoes to like lift weights because like they, oh, yeah. they 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 really keep you stable. And I yeah, said, well, that makes sense. Soul. 
They keep you close yeah. to the ground. Like they're really good for that. That and vans. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But to play basketball, I don't. It does not look comfortable at all. And I've worn my share of Converse, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe because maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't exercise enough. Uh, but yeah, no, this. What else? Yeah. No, I was gonna say I remember Rocky in Converse shoes, and they're not normal yeah. Converse from what I'm seeing. Actually, these are not regular Converse that they that they're, they used. They're also seventies, weren't they? Look, uh, no, no, but like for basketball, like they're not the basic flat top Converse. Oh no, they're the of. they're the one with the star, and it kind of looks like an arrow on it. Yeah, so I mean, those make sense as basketball shoes. I could see that. I could imagine. Oh, no, but before that, they would use the Converse All Star. Yeah. As basketball shoes, fuck that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the fact that they're that they're high tops, and maybe that helps. I don't know. No, I I don't think it helps. Like I think I think that's like the part that makes it uncomfortable. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough. Um, but no, like when they finally show off show off the uh, the Air Jordan, like and like he holds it and and stuff, and they show off. It's like. That's perfect. Like it's 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 a good reveal. This movie is basically Moneyball, but for sneakerheads, which is you know, so it's a it's a good get. It's a good it's it's a good thing. I liked it. See, it's um, funny because I've said that like multiple times. Like this feels like Moneyball, but for sneakers. Yeah, which is you know. Oh, you wait, did. Think... You didn't say that, Eddie. When we were talking sports, I said that twice. You didn't Not say this was review. the money ball for sneakerheads. You just said this was like money ball. <laughs> Fine. I said it was money ball for sneakerheads in the video review that I'm going to post tomorrow. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. All right. Fine. I'll I'll, I'll leave a comment saying like, hey, I, I, I pitched that. That's my idea. Good. Maybe, maybe our interaction will get even better now, finally. Great. <laughs> um, uh, what else? What else is good about this movie? Uh, Crocs movie. I mean, when? Just the pacing. The pacing of this movie is really good. How long is this? Like an hour and a half? Yeah. Just about. Just about, about. an hour 10? Doesn't feel I mean, long at all. Yeah. An no. hour 40. But yeah. Uh, we haven't movie... talked up. To... Yep. Yeah. I was just going to say, this movie feels like a streaming movie, though. It felt weird like that it was in the theater. I like was... watching it in theater, honestly. Like, it but... was... Uh... Hey, man, shout out to Amazon Prime for fucking funding... Those uh early two thousands, like not very expensive movies. Yeah, like a medium medium budget movies. Bring them back; they're fun. Like they're taking the place of what Miramax used to do. Yeah. What are, what are the movies have they done? Uh, I mean, they it's did uh, every Amazon Prime movie. They did Paddington, which I really like. No, 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 not Paddington. Sorry, Patterson. Uh, Patterson, I really liked. Uh, what's another one? Uh, the uh, the big sick. What's another one that they did? My best friend's exorcism. I haven't seen that one. Uh, okay, yeah, it's all right. Uh, what's another one? My um, best friend's exorcism. Yeah, it has to be a comedy, right? Yeah. I thought you that... were done with exorcism movies. This one's a comedy. Okay. It actually uh, looks pretty good. I actually want to see it now. Sound of Metal was also a good one that ended up at the Oscars. Isn't that the one where the dude's going deaf and he plays drums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. 
Uh, they did Manchester as a Sea, which also won a bunch of Oscars. I think. I forgot that that was an Amazon movie. Yeah, it's so it feels it feels well. Um, that uh, they did the Boys, which is uh, I have not seen. I've never seen, I've not seen the Boys. The um, Boys is pretty fucking good. I'll go to bat for that one. And this this is the Suspiria remake sequel thingy, which I, I really liked. They did Shotgun Wedding, which looked like shit. Uh, no, yeah, it, it does look like shit, but it feels like a medium budgeted sized shit. Like it doesn't feel like super intense with it. Uh, we haven't talked about uh Jason Bateman who plays uh uh what's his name uh Rob Rob Strasser who also works at Nike and is and is helping Damon during the conquest. He's a good foil for Damon because he's kind of like telling him what not to do and what do and what to do. And he has a really like intense emotional scene where, where, where he goes like, I am here when I should be on like the one day that I get with my daughter and I'm going at bat with you. Please remember that, you know, we're all here, that your actions are affecting all of us. And it, I feel like that's the most, because like throughout the whole movie, I'm like, come on, listen to Damon. He knows what he's talking about. But then in that scene, it hit me that like, oh, this is a business. And like people's jobs are at stake here. And then it kill, and then it, it lands it perfectly with him just turning around and being like, "Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Rob!" Like it's also his birthday, and he's working there. What an asshole! Oh man, and, I'd be uh, pissed. I've never worked on my on my birthday a day in my life. You've never weird. worked on your birthday day of your life? Nope. Oh, straight no. straight up, if you schedule me, I'm sick. I'm gonna have a stomach virus, and I will bring a fucking doctor's note. Damn. Jeez, what a pussy. What a no. Gen Zer over here. Fuck Doesn't want to work. Fucking, <laughs> fucking lazy liberal over here. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but yeah. Okay. So what else? Uh, any anything else? Final thoughts on this movie? What do y'all think? Um, it's I good. Just, so far, yeah. yeah. I just love that it's one of those medium budgeted movies that we used to see, and. It's just a good movie. Here's here's the best compliment that I can give this movie. I've seen how many movies I've seen this year. Uh, let me pull up my letterbox. Uh, sorry, Ooh. I've seen 19, 20, 23 releases, like of the like of the year so far. This is probably the only one that I see myself rewatching more than once. Uh, which, based on how many movies I watch a year, is the biggest compliment that I can give it. Because, like, this is, to me, like, Social Network or, like, other movies that I can have playing in the background where I'm doing other stuff because I just like hearing the dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I see myself re-watching this over, like, John Wick or, uh, I don't know, Renfield or Knock at the Cabin. Like, I see myself re-watching this more often, uh, even on, like, the years past because I rarely rewatch movies at this point. I mostly just watch new ones. Uh, but this one, no, I feel like this is going to stay in the rotation. So I like the dialogue and I like, uh, that it feels bite-sized. Like, I feel like even if I don't, I can't watch it in one sitting, I can like split it up and watch it later and I won't feel bad. Maybe I am turning into a dad. Like that's, that's a very like, like, uh, I watched like half of it. I watched the rest later. Yeah. I think the best way to describe it, it's the, it's a good cable movie. Like it's one of those movies that could be on cable where like. You could jump in at any point and you're like, oh, it's this part. Yeah. Like if you got off work and you got home and you like turn on the TV and this was playing, you'd be like, ah, oh, nice. Just like 
lie down on your lazy boy and just like sip on a slushy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This movie's yeah. B minus for me. It's not incredible, but it's not bad by any stretch. I just don't know if and when I'm ever gonna watch it again. That's not bad. Not by any stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had fun with it. I gave it four. I gave it four out of five. I think it was really, really good. And for what it, it tried to do, I think it's 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 good. It's a good. Uh, it's it's clearly not a, a Michael Jordan biopic or a documentary. It's about the shoe. It's kind of yeah. like how they did. I, I I like that. I, I like how it takes a focus on that. It's like they're making this movie called the uh, the Midas Man. Uh, and it's gonna be about the guy who discovered the Beatles. And I like that it's a movie about that guy. The guy that oh, found that the Beatles. Piece of shit. No, hate not, Beatles. not not that him. The other guy. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you hate the beat. What the fuck? Yeah, and, I don't uh, like the Beatles. That's that's like they're a wee bit overrated. Yeah. I I'm just not a fan no of their is, music. No if one I, is saying they're overrated, to, but if I had to yeah. choose a '70s band, I would choose the Who over over the Beatles. Oof. I think the Who are overrated, but. <laughs> Yeah, Keith hey, Moon, don't get fooled again, buddy. These hands Keith are meant Moon, for something else. Idiot. Yeah, teenage wasteland over here. Um, Bob O'Reilly, the shit out of you. Can you name? Can you name? Can you name a the Who song that was not an, an intro for CSI? Oh, I forgot it's... it was on the intro for CSI Miami. <laughs> all, all CSI openings are are Who songs. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hey, talk about uh, a consistent income. No one wants to <laughs> fucking hear Beatles songs. The Beatles are like the most the most uh highest grossing like band in history. What are you talking about? You know what? I might not like Michael Jackson. Shout out to him for buying the Beatles catalog out of spite. That Wait, that, that was out of spite, yeah. What? Yeah, he he bought yeah. their catalog out of spite. Yeah. And they were okay with selling to him? They were so young and high. They they they, they would say okay to. I anything. don't think they had a say in it. I think he bought it from the record company. The fuck them. So yeah. he gets money from all of their plays, not them. Yeah, not exactly. I think Is it's there a split or the rights to their music. I think it's the publishing rights. So like, if they show up in a movie or something, it's like the Taylor Swift debacle. Oh, okay, where Taylor Swift lost the rights to all of her early music because she didn't buy them they they never let her buy buy them which is which I, thought was, they, I, think, I thought they did let her or i thought no. they like told her like hey we're gonna sell it you have the option to buy it and then she was like no no watch the watch the documentary it's called uh mistress america it's on it's on netflix and she like she goes like ever since i was like 19 i've been trying to buy them they would not let me and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until like she split and she went to a different label where they where they Remade after she her early albums. She after she started recording Reputation, like from Reputation uh, on ahead, she owns all of them. Uh, and then they had they presented her with the idea like, hey, you could re-record them. Like it's a gamble because you're asking your audience to like rebuy something they already own. Like they could be like, why would the fuck would we do that? We already own them, but it fucking worked. I mean, I remember she was also like a huge like. She hated Spotify when it first came out. Yeah, because it wouldn't go to her. It would go to uh, fucking... The, yeah, the record company. Yeah. So she was like, why uh, the fuck am I going to let my music stream when I don't make goddamn shit off of it? Yeah. 
remember that happened once actually where like i was at the beginning of spotify like she was protesting her music or she had her music pulled from spotify completely yeah, yeah. those it, in the very beginning up, it straight up wasn't there yeah god that's gonna that's gonna be one hell of a of a of a biopic <laughs> God, can you imagine like 20, 30 years when we get like the Taylor Swift miniseries? Like with with like every oh god, that's gonna be fun. Anyway. Uh no, uh coming back to air, uh I love there. I think it's like my fifth or fourth favorite movie of the year. I freaking adored it. I thought it was super Solid fun. I, and yeah, super see myself watching it again. Um so glad Affleck did this instead of Batman. Um <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? Mm. All right. I, I hope I hope that this is a good direction, in in those movies that we used to see the like the the ten to twelve million budget movies, where like you, we could like where they were just there. So I hope like with the surgence of Amazon as a as a funding. Uh, capital for these type of movies. I hope we get to see them more often, because in I mean, it just kind of feels like there's no types of these movies anymore. It's just like blockbuster, blockbuster, blockbuster in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's gonna suck because Amazon is not going to. They're gonna try to do like another fucking uh, another Rings of Power or another. What's that? What's the new spy show that they just did? The Jack Reacher. No, the new one. Uh, the one with uh, Jim from the Office. No, the other. No, that's that's Jack Reacher. Uh, no, that's Jack one. Ryan. Jesus Christ! I mean, there's two of them. Uh, no, uh, Citadel. It's called, so it's, it's it's a new Amazon show. It's about these two spies. That show has a bigger budget than Avatar Way of Water. And what's it called? It's called Citadel. Citadel. Yeah. And it's not commercial board in the theaters. Yeah. It looks like ass and no one is talking about it, but Amazon sank so much money into it. And I don't want that. I want this. You know, I want movies like this. I don't want that. Um dude and it's only four episodes. Yeah, those four episodes have a bigger budget than Avatar Way of Water, and it doesn't show. I'm sorry, six episodes, still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sucks. Wow. Very sad. Very sad. There's a 54% around Tomato. Although, to be fair, one fuck around Tomato, two, I mean, you got to take some shots. You, you, you miss 100% of the shots you're going to take. Did they copy the Tenet uh, poster? I think they did. Yeah, it looks very similar. Like, they didn't even try to fucking hide it. Look at this. Jesus, yeah. hold on. I'm going to share my goddamn screen for a second here. Look. Wait, can you... And that's your dick. No. Can you see this my screen or no? I see yeah. your email. You have an uh, you have an, an unopened email. I see Dr. a TikTok notification. Please stop messaging me, you psycho. Um... Behind on your AT&T bill. Citadel. Citadel. We're, we're looking at your email. Stop showing us your email. What the fuck? There Why is it not showing go. this? There it is. Now we see it. Oh, that yeah. piece. There we stop are. the recording. Okay. The fuck? Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's copied. Whatever. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, but coming back to this movie, yeah, this has been a good year for mid-budgeted movies between Air and Evil uh, Evil Dead Rise and Megan, um, and Renfield. Like, I feel like those movies have like kind of showed up and be like, ah, we're just like, not here for a long time, here for a good time. And thank you, thank you. Please, yes, more of those. Um, yeah. What else? I got nothing else to say. I got nothing else. That's it for me. All right. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to finish this episode. But before I do, I have to let you know, uh, Microsoft just shared this thing. Uh, they said, uh, in honor of Marvel, of Marvel Studios, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we're giving away this never on open Microsoft soon. We have no idea if it works. Like and retweet for a chance to win. <laughs> so if you don't want an, un- so if you don't want an unopened soon of eight gigabytes, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know if it works or not. Oh, uh, go go to Microsoft's Twitter page. It's right there. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll make it work is one of the top comments. Yeah. I hate that the Zoom didn't didn't last. It's a it's it's it was a very whatever device. It was never gonna be better than a, than the iPod. Um, hey man, shut I, the fuck up! I bought that shit. <laughs> I remember that was what, a pride of joy for a while. <laughs> where is it? Like where is it now? <laughs> Because you could fucking put videos on it. You could put you could put videos on i on iPods too. I think this was right before the iPod video came out, but I think it was cheaper than the iPod video. I think it was cheaper, yeah, but yeah. Mm. So I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, you could get one for the cool price of six hundred ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> God no. Uh well, Chema, you want to hit the outro? Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have episodes uh, showing up on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, YouTube. Uh, there's also video reviews on the YouTube page. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, what's coming out? Fast X? Oh, yeah. Oh, do we have, do we have to do Fast X? I, yes. I no I think no one's on board with it. I think we can skip one a year. No, we have to go fucking watch it. I'm not gonna fucking go spend money to watch it. Jesus. God damn it! You saw that it's gonna be three, three. It's gonna be part. It's gonna be ten part one, ten part two, and ten part three. You saw that shit. It's already twenty. It's already been. Fast and Furious has been in fucking almost three decades. The 2000s, the 2010s, and now the 2020s. They need to. They should have stopped at the same time that they let it go, Paul Walker. Like that was that was the time to just stop. Yeah, bow, bow it on a high note. I thought Fast Five was the peak. Stop. Um. How about I, this? I, I, how, how about how about next week? Instead of if you don't want to review Fast Six and Fast Ten. If we're if we're serious about not reviewing it, what if we t- we discuss the franchise as a whole and our favorite parts and the shittiest parts? A, f- right. a fast? Yeah, is that a fair compromise? Uh, I think it's a good compromise. Yeah, yeah. Because I I personally don't think Ten is gonna have the best moment of the franchise. All right, I'll watch Ten and I'll let you know if it was any good. Clearly, the best one of the franchises when is when The Rock tells Tyrese to hide that big ass uh, forehead. Oil. That's 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 the best scene. Like, 
better have that baby oh you better have that big ass forehead <laughs> ludicrous just spits yeah. uh, best best thing the rock has ever been a part of uh anyway uh like and subscribe bernie do your thing Thank you, everyone, for joining us for our review of Air. Please like and subscribe. You can find us wherever you get your podcast needs. Google, Spotify, Apple, you know the places. We're there. If you want to please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Eddie runs those. So if you see anything you don't like, it's all Eddie's fault. And if you want to complain to him, you could definitely find him on there. I'll even give you his address. So I'll kill you. This was our review of Air. I'm Fernie. I'm Chema. I'm Benetti. And let's cut it. All right.